Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. And good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the state of California, along with Patty Rising and Jeff Bell. Tonight, Governor Newsom delivers his third state of the state address. The governor is expected to touch on the war in Ukraine, the economy, homelessness and, of course, the coronavirus pandemic. It is back to Sacramento for this annual event. Last year, the governor gave this speech at an empty Dodger Stadium, although there will still be a limited audience for this one tonight. Some lawmakers, a small number of media, will not be in the assembly chamber. Uh, And the governor is expected to begin to speak uh, shortly after 5, probably by about 5.15 this afternoon, Patty and Jeff. So, Doug, let's start with the bigger picture and optics of tonight's address. So given all that's going on in California and, of course, the world, what kind of a tone do you expect the governor will take? I think he will be relentlessly optimistic and positive. I mean, that's generally the tone you take in these things, even when things aren't going so well. Uh, Nobody wants to be Jimmy Carter and come out and say there's a malaise and we're we're kind of gloomy. So I I would expect him to be upbeat. And remember, this is kicking off his election, re-election campaign, too. So I think he will uh, put things as positive as he can uh, and talk about the, the things he's already laid out. Uh, for example, his new homelessness plan that came out last week. So uh, I would expect him to, to be as upbeat as he possibly can be, given that you know his poll numbers are not so great and Californians are feeling kind of grumpy. These state-of-the-state things used to be a really big deal. They were agenda-setting opportunities. Has that changed? Yeah, it really has. Um, you know, first of all, the state of the state used to be in January. Occasionally, it would slip into February. I do not recall one being this late. March 8th is pretty late. Um, and it really was when when a governor and, you know, with the State of the Union, with the president, would, would lay out their, their plans, their agenda, their legislative proposals for the coming year. But the budget release in January, which is always by January 10th, kind of has sucked a lot of the wind out of, out of the state of the state balloon. I mean, that really is now when, when a governor... Um, sets his agenda and and, lays out his priorities. And especially given that the Democrats control both houses of the legislature, super majorities, uh, it's not so much about saying, I'd like to do this and and let's persuade them. He can just work with them. uh, And it's more based on what you're going to spend money on. So so kind of the budget has taken uh, a lot of the the oomph out of the state of the state. And, And the governor has already had so many events, you know, related to coronavirus and uh, changing of mask policy and his homelessness uh, care courts thing last week that there's probably not a lot left for him to propose in the state of the state. Well, let's talk a little bit about homelessness and crime. These are big issues for California voters. What do you anticipate he will say about both? Well, I don't know how much he's going to say about crime. Um, he may touch on the fact that he's aware that there's a problem, um, but I think he will say a lot about homelessness. Uh, remember his first state of the state two, two years ago, right before the pandemic hit, was entirely about homelessness. It was such an important issue that that's all he talked about. It was unprecedented. And of course, it's been over, overtaken by, by the pandemic the last couple of years. But uh, I think he will talk a lot about homelessness and in particular, uh, trumpet his successes in getting something like 58,000, I think it is, people off the streets and into 
uh, supportive housing. Uh, he'll talk about his care courts plan from last week. He might build on that a little bit about making it easier to get people into psychiatric uh, help uh, against their will. I think he will probably, though, mostly focus on the things he's done and the things he's proposing rather than on the negatives, which is what most people think of when, when they talk about homelessness in California. In terms of pocketbook issues, of course, gas prices is a huge story. They are rising so dramatically so quickly. How might he touch on that? Yeah, I'm wondering how much he will have to say about gas prices. Uh, unless he's willing to embrace the proposal to roll back some of California, you know, like a moratorium on California's gas tax, which I don't think he is, um, I, I don't think he's going to say much about gas prices. I'd be surprised if he does. He may want to touch on it just to you know, show that he's in touch with, with what people are going through, having to pay so much for gas. But you know, I don't think the governor pumps his own gas. He probably doesn't even pay for it himself. So I don't think that's something he's going he's gonna to dwell on. Uh, on economic issues, I do think he'll talk about um, quite a bit about the economy, but he'll probably spin it in, in a fairly positive way, talking about the things that are going well in California. I mean, look at this huge budget surplus, great tax revenues, fifth largest economy in the world. He loves to talk about California as a nation state. I would guess he will put that kind of spin on the economy and talk about, you know, the good things that are that are going to come uh, if, if California sticks with his leadership. And Doug, before we let you go, let's talk about what happens between tonight and three months from now when the June primary takes place. What is that campaign going to look like for this governor? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of the launching pad for his campaign, right? He, he's, he's, got a, he's got some attention. I mean, these speeches don't get the statewide broadcast they used to get, but people will be hearing about it and focusing on it somewhat. So this is his opportunity, especially when his approval rating has dipped below 50% for the first time and people generally are feeling not as great about him just a few months after defeating the recall. Uh, this is his big opportunity to sort of set the stage for the next three months. You know, lucky for him, he has almost $30 million in the bank. He has no significant opponents. And this Friday is the deadline for anyone who wants to get into the race to declare. We don't foresee anyone significant jumping in. Uh, so he's got a fairly easy ride. Even if people aren't crazy about him, uh, you know, who are they going to vote for instead? So uh, I think he will sort of try to set, as I said, an optimistic tone and frame his successes and sort of ride that into June. Doug, final question. Uh, Gavin Newsom is a guy who likes to talk. He likes to talk a long time. Uh, you are thinking his speech will actually be under an hour? Yeah, remember his, what was it, eight and a half hours, seven and a half hours? State, State of the, the city. city speech. Yeah. How can we forget? In, in San, I think it was seven and a half in San Francisco. Um yeah, no, we don't expect anything like that, partly because, as I said, he doesn't have a whole long list of things to, to lay out, we don't think. I mean, we don't have a copy of the speech yet, but I don't think he's got any major significant proposals that he's going to unveil, maybe a couple of tweaks here and there. Um, I, I've been told to expect it to last about half an hour, which for him is, yeah, fairly short, but we'll see if he comes in under 30 minutes or not. All right, and you'll be joining us after that speech tonight to do some analysis as well. Yeah, I'll be on with you after the speech. We'll talk about what he did say and how it, how it played, and we'll see how it goes for him in the, in the days ahead. And we'll be back again tomorrow, again, with the state of California, talking about something else. And remember, you can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on Twitter. I'll be live tweeting that speech tonight, at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.